Hi, I'm Enzo. And I'm Ethan. And this is Enzo's Theater of the World. Today, we're talking about pyramids. You know them, you love them, and, well, let's get right into it. So I think we all know pyramids because, well, they're big, they're... They're, they're, they're distinctive looking, and I promise there's a point to this. They are uh, the strongest structure. I mean, yes, because you stack them one on top of the other. Uh, so, one of the things we most know pyramids for is for their association, I guess, with death and, uh, like, and with uh, tombs and stuff. So, imagine, if you will, 1861 England. Queen Victoria is on the throne, and her beloved husband, Prince Albert, the father of how many of her children... All, all of her children, actually, but she has a lot of them. I just don't remember how many. Prince Albert has died. She is devastated. So devastated, in fact, that she wears black for the rest of her life and rarely comes out of seclusion. And the British people say, huh, this sucks. Maybe we should have a, you know, republic instead. I'm not joking. She doesn't come out for so long that they're like, maybe we should have a republic since this woman ain't showing her face anytime and soon. She almost brought the British people to their senses, but unfortunately they've Still falling for the same old tricks today. I'm so, so sad. I, I, I am sorry to the British listeners out there, but also I do wonder why you keep on having a monarchy aside from tourism. Anyway, so, like, dash half-joking. Like, this is only a half-joking thing, mind you. So, she built a pyramid in Balmoral Castle, one of her favorite homes, and it is apparently 41 by 41 feet at the base, and the inscription reads, To the beloved memory of Albert the Great and Good Prince Consort, erected by his broken-hearted widow, Victoria Regina, 21st of August, 1862. With with Britain's track record, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised they didn't just go to Egypt, take, like, a chunk off of the top of a pyramid, and then bring it over to Britain. That's true. I, I, listeners, when I was seven, in seventh grade, and it was, uh, I, uh, yeah, it was spring break, we, I went, my family and I went to London for vacation, a vacation, and I dragged them around the British Museum for an entire day, and now looking back, I do realize how much of that stuff is stolen, in fact, nearly all of it, which I think... Is brought to light when, like, there's this one tweet I fa- saw, which was like, every time someone says "let," it's coming home because as of the day of filming the uh, of like recording this, the Euros I think final is happening between England and Italy. Anyway, so I, the tweet was like, anyone, anytime anyone says it's coming home for England, you just have to return an artifact from the British Museum, and I was like, yeah, that works. So clearly pyramids are still being used today or at least they they have a long history of being associated with death because of course the most famous pyramids in the world are the pyramids of giza and the pyramids of giza are very big the the great pyramid is 454.4 feet high and it is built out of 2.3 million blocks weighing 6 million tons in total Obviously, this requires a bit of, and that little pause was just me trying to let it sink in, but also me trying to, like, imagine that. The pyramid obviously would have been made of, well, not obviously, but obviously the pyramid today is sort of a ruin. It used to be have a white, smooth white limestone casing. When did uh, they stop letting people take chunks out of the pyramid? Um, probably when the archaeologists stopped doing it. I'm not trying to be snark here, that's just genuine. Archaeology for a very long time was just rich men with dynamite. And so, there's, I'm going to discuss this later, but like, Khufu, 
is usually thought to have built this pyramid. Usually, some people disagree with this, and um, but like the archaeologists disagree with them. So, the Great Pyramid of Giza is the only one of the seven wonders of the ancient world to remain intact, mostly. Like, like yeah, sure, the part of the Temple of Artemis in Ephesus survives, but by part I mean like a literal pillar, and that's it. So, like, and not even the whole pillar. It's like well, a little stub. They have like that little window next to it with a picture on it, so you can imagine. And then you uh, stand yeah. there and you can kind of see what it would have been like. It's, it's almost, you, you just gotta think about it. Now, the pyramids are very mysterious for the fact that, A, how did people in 2600 BC without ironworking manage to construct the pyramids? And so most people usually say... Ramps? Yes, ramps, pulleys. Um, Herodotus claimed that... Uh, that that Pharaoh Khufu had gangs of a hundred thousand slaves working on the project, building in three month shifts, taking twenty years to build with a with a giant causeway and uh, like r machines and stuff to like. But he but Herodotus was very clear that the pyramid only came about through the through through um, means of cruel exploitation. You know he was he his sources. And as I said in the Cambyses episode, Herodotus only spoke Greek. Herodotus says about Cheops, as he calls Khufu, that the Egyptians under him were driven to every extreme of misery, and he ordered all the Egyptians to do forced labor for him. And he, yeah, so he, yeah, so he, he, um, so he claims that, um, He's the sort of root of the misconception nowadays that the pyramids were constructed using slave labor, which is not true. They were actually very highly honored workers who, if they didn't live long, at least got to be buried next to the pyramid. Although, to be fair, I don't know how much of a reward that... Like, I guess to them that's a reward, but like... I would me, like to remind you that they didn't believe in an afterlife for everyone at this point, so like... Uh, yeah, I guess back then, but like, I'm just imagining like dying because of poor working conditions next to like... While you're trying to build, like, I don't know, Bill Gates Tower, and then they just bury you next to it. It's a bit different nowadays, because we don't think Bill Gates is a god king, so, you know, we don't even think he's a particularly good person, despite his, what his PR moves after all that th stuff he was doing with, you know, bad workplace conditions and also cheating on his wife a bunch. Anyway, so, unfortunately, Herodotus is not probably... A reliable source for this, since you know the archaeological the archaeological record is very clear that these were honored workers. They were buried next to the pyramid. They seem to have been fed, ate meat, which was rare for the time in Egypt, and um, which calls into question Herodotus's claim that on the pyramid, written in hieroglyphics, there is a record of how much the workers ate in radishes and onions, which is just stupid. Like. No, and there's also, nothing written on the side of the pyramid. Also, if they made that public, wouldn't you just want to lie and see it was a ton? He also claimed... we got like a billion radishes a day. Now, you may be uh, reminded of the sort of other pyramids on the Giza Plateau, because it's part of like a pyramid complex. And so, there's the three pyramids we all know and love. The Pyramids of Giza, the Pyramids of Khafre, who built the Sphinx, and the Pyramid of Menkare. But there's also the little, like, tiny pyramids that uh, that you that you see in the Except, photographs. Uh, you know, like, uh, Scrooge's, uh, grandson's Huey... Huey, Louie, Louie and Dewey, I think? Yeah. I don't think it's Dewey, I think it's something... Oh, yeah, it is Dewey. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, 
he so Herodotus claims that the explanation for one of those little pyramids is that Khufu was so cheap that he decided to sell his own daughter into prostitution and commanded her to charge those who visited her a standard fee of silver, though how much precisely, I was not informed. I love this little sort of way of uh, of making it sound like it's authentic yeah but it's like as as if you were informed of any of this instead of just vaguely i think he was there was he was like vaguely trying to understand like some like egyptian who was had poor english because he can't like poor greek yeah 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 yeah, poor greek because like herodotus doesn't know egyptian which feels like you know maybe you should Oh, I mean, it fe- I, f- I feel like this... I, I take a more generous view in that I think this could have been a genuine folk legend, but whatever. He, he, Herodotus claims that the daughter charged the rate set by her father, but she also wanted a, to build a pyramid of her own, and so she added that each of her clients should donate a single stone to the building site, and, yep, it's it's it made a little pyramid. Which, very big. you, um, probably wouldn't work, because, I mean, they should all be uniform, right? I mean... Like, even if they're the same size, maybe one's not, like, one's poorly constructed. Like, like why not just, like, pocket some money, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, this is why it's a f- this is why no historian has taken it seriously since, like, Egyptian was deciphered. Is there, deciphered. like, an Egyptian movie, Egyptian movie that's, like, uh, included that folktale? Because I feel like that's, like, prime Hollywood clickbait material. No, because the only ni- movie made about the py- building of the pyramids was a really sucky one from 1955 w- w- called Land of the Pharaohs, which was, uh, which starred a British dude named Jack Hawkins as Pharaoh Khufu and, like, and the young Joan Collins as his fictional second wife, the scheming Nellifer. You know, it's not as if there aren't, like, tanned white people, if you will, right? I mean, Joan Collins... Like, I'm looking at a picture of Howard Hawks. He's, he's considerably white. No, like, they they, they don't... No, not Howard Hawks, Jack Hawkins. And Jack Hawkins doesn't even wear the, like, little pharaoh headdress thing. He always wears, like, a crown of some sort, which, like, I don't even know how Why to though? truly... Why, you want to sell him as the pharaoh? I don't know! No one knew in this no movie... No one can recognize that. In all fairness, this they, they this movie did have the cast of thousands that pe- people usually... Like, 1950s films are notorious for being like, it's a cast of thousands! It's a literal cast of thousands in this one. But the just horrible thing about it was... They managed to get William Faulkner of As I Lay Dying, The Sound of Fury fame, who won a Nobel Prize in Literature and a Pulitzer Prize, and yet he couldn't figure out how to write the script for this because apparently no one knew how ancient Egyptians talked. So they just say stuff. So they just. Why not just write it however the Greeks are? <sighs> just write it like it would have been. Like, come on, it's you're writing in English anyway. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah, sure. Couldn't they just have taken a look at, like, Greek tragedies or something and written like, like that? What is wrong with these people? Anyway, so... The- also, another thing, like, this is unrelated, but, like, going back on the slave labor thing, I hate that, that some people have construed that into the slaves were the Israelites from the from the Bible. Oh, and it's like, that's not even the right time period anymore. Yeah, it's so... Everyone thinks Egypt is, like, one continuous time period. And that's true. Which like, they also think that for Greece... And, and Rome, I think it's just because we paint as one era. The Israelites would have come into Egypt if they ever did, mind you. There is debate among scholars about this. At, at, at least 800 years after the pyramids were built, which, you know, suggests 
you know, no. The reason they the this stereotype came up is because the Jewish historian Josephus in the first century AD claimed that the the Israelites slaved under Pharaoh building not only just the cities of Pithom and Ramses, which are mentioned in Exodus, but also temples and uh other cities and pyramids. And I'm like, where did you get to pyramids? Be honest, from? I it just came out of nowhere and people were confusing the two events. No, it's Josephus confusing everything because he doesn't have a firm grasp on Egyptian history. He claims he does, but it's not it's not there. No one did back then except maybe Egyptian priests and they and they they only wrote down their history like in chronological format once and that was with Menetho, the Egyptian historian. Anyway, so the land of the pharaohs just to could give a quick summary because the plot is absolutely bonkers is about Khufu who ha- is building a pyramid and uh yeah, so and there there's like a and there's a woman named uh, Nelifer who comes as the ambassador from the poor province of Cyprus, and she avenge- she angers the pharaoh initially, who orders her to be whipped, but soon she becomes his second wife, and she decides to kill everyone who stands in the way of power, including Khufu's first wife, uh, his his advisors, and even, like, Khufu himself. And None of that sounds like a recipe for success. I and feel so like what- just burning all your bridges and so khufu finds that and so she wants the treasure inside of the pyramid but she claims she wants khufu's treasure but she finds that it's already been moved to the pyramid and so hamar the chief advisor says oh you won't rule here as khufu's son's regent until you bury pharaoh yourself and so and hamar's like oh by the way me and the mute priests who assisted with the building there is no evidence that a group of mute priests assisted with the building of the pyramid will be entombed with pharaoh and so at pharaoh's funeral hamar has nella for accompany the corpse into the burial chamber to seal the sarcophagus but then she realizes that they're trapping themselves there she's trapped herself by the swiftly moving machinery and she can't get out Wait, swiftly moving machinery because like there because like there's like it's like activated and so like sand pours in and so like the block like these giant stone doors like <laughs> like close I think there was an easier way to do that. The cast of Amontillado is very easy on that. They For just... what it's worth, this did not happen. As far as we know, no one was sealed inside of the pyramid. We would have found skeletons. There's no... It's it's so stupid. That's There's a reason this movie flopped. Anyway, so... Pyramids... Pyramids, pyramids. Now, there's also... Pyramids are known throughout the ancient world, mind you. And so, we also have, like, ziggurats, which are sort of like step pyramids. So, th- they were... You may know them best because they're in every depiction of Mesopotamia, but also because the Tower of Babel is thought to have been inspired by it. And so the ziggurats were thought to be like temples, like, sort of like leading up to heaven. So that's why you have the steps and the giant, like, there's like a a sort of like ramp at the front. And like, it's, it is a step pyramid. So like... So like there's a, a ter- so like there's a terrace and a smaller terrace on top of that and a smaller terrace on top of that. And... On the top is usually where you'll sacrifice things or or carry out rituals, and they could be found everywhere in Ur, in in uh, Babylon. There's a, sac- a ziggurat. That's a United States building. Hold on. Oh yeah. So th- what Ethan's talking about is a brutalist form of arc. Not brutalist. It's a uh, U.S. government building known as the Chet Hollowfield Federal Building, and it sort of looks like a ziggurat. It apparently. It, it's a, somewhere in, like, California, apparently, so that's neat. There's apparently, uh, there was also in, in that, um, the sea, like, the, what is it? Yeah, the, in, the interpretation part of a ziggurat. There's, like, 
one in West Sacramento as well, and I, I don't know why you'd build modern ziggurats. I... The ziggurats were thought to be, uh, ziggurats were thought to be sort of also the physical residences of the gods because Sumerians, who originally built them, believed that, like, they were very much, uh, they had a lot of gods, and each of them usually favored their own city-state. It's sort of like Greece, except not really. And so, like, oh, like, Ur's patron god was Nana, the moon god, and so, you know, he, he'd live on top of the ziggurat, and they would communicate with him that way. Uh, I always feel like if, they got, if a god lived somewhere, wouldn't it be like a natural, um, like, uh, like a natural, um... Like a, a natural uh, wonder, yeah. Yeah, like a, like a like a high cliff or like a mountain or a hill. Yeah, like why would you have to build the god's house? Well, I mean that is what they did in the Bible. They did have to build the temple. Well, yeah, for yeah, him. but God's already everywhere. He doesn't live there. He just I, I mean visits there. I mean, yeah, I guess he doesn't. Vi That's true, you know. But we have to get into the mind. We have to try and get into the minds of these of, of Sumerian people. I always say this: the past is a foreign country. Everyone has kept saying this, but. You know, I just think that if I was the that moon effort. god, I would live on the moon or something. Right? Yeah, but maybe he wants to be accessible. Okay, so there are a bunch... Okay, so there's also in the old world these the other pyramids, and they were constructed by, by people in the kingdom of Nubia, which is to the south of Egypt. And so this was a black kingdom, you know, with black people. I just feel it's worth noting because a lot of people, there's a, this weird misconception, not weird, it's just racist, this racist belief that not, no one in Africa did anything of importance, or as Hugh Trevor Roper said in his infamous words from the 1960s, there is no such thing as African history yet. And I'm like, that is completely wrong. The people of Nubia were very advanced in ironworking, you know, they had... Didn't they the constructed Jabal Barkwell. Yes, they did. Ironworking was widespread throughout Sub Saharan oh, Africa. So was black. And I feel like like you can argue about technology but like no history? It seems kinda stupid, right? Well yeah, because but yeah, but his Hugh Trevor Roper was not a historian of Africa, mind you. He was not even a historian of like Anything? medieval time. He was a historian of like modern Europe, so well, of course you don't know. No, because he was like his only he was experience like his, is like when they went to go. He was an old British white slaves. man, and he was like, "Okay, uh, well, history requires written records, and most of Africa didn't have written records before the Europeans came, so therefore they can't have history." And I'm like, "Well, that's that's so wrong." And so, like, you can't possibly written records. Can't you have oral tradition? The the Nubians actually built more pyramids than the Egyptians. There's twice as many still standing, actually, and they're Aren't and they're the, smaller though. Yes, they're smaller. They're steeper, and they act and like they are steeper. You have to like I can't do it justice in an audio format, but like. I mean, just they're look taller up, than they are wide. Yeah, just look up a picture of Nubian pyramid online, and so they would actually inspire a very interesting landmark in Rome, and it's called the Pyramid of Cestius. It was a tomb for Gaius Cestius, a Roman magistrate, and it's obviously unusual because Romans didn't usually build pyramids. But they just thought it was cool. That it seems to have been inspired by. Yeah, because there was a campaign, in, a Roman campaign against Nubia in 23 BC, and it's likely that some soldiers came back and were like, oh, that's a neat thing. And so, interestingly, you take a look at, like, the depictions of the pyramids in, re in Renaissance art, and they are based on the Pyramid of Cestius, because no one knew, like, what a pyramid well, you looked like. can't go to Egypt, that's too far. Yeah, no one knew what a pyramid looked like, so they were just like, 
I, I don't know. It probably it so probably kind of like weird to me because to me I I can I think of a pyramid. Oh well, what's there to think about? You just draw like a pyramid. Yeah, but you have to think of like how exactly like steep is it? Like these like like just oh, look okay. up. I guess, but that's like just take up like just look up like. Well, how, do they do they have an idea of how big it is? Y- yeah, they do. They they okay, know so it's then big. You can kind of assume that the base is pretty wide then. Yeah. So just look up like Greek pyramid in renaissance art and you'll oh, that that just looks there's no way that would have ever held up and and you'll see like a very a very uh steep pyramid steeper than it is in real life but you'll also see how they interpreted the sphinx and maybe we'll do our own episode on the sphinx but okay, it's it's literally just like a bust yeah but like to be fair how on earth would you describe the sphinx to a person who hasn't seen it hmm. uh imagine like a lying a, a lion lying down yeah. and it's got a man's face that's not hard Okay, yeah, but you also okay, have to include like the headdress. Okay, like, it's up for interpretation. Wait, what? Yeah, but you have to include the headdress. Oh, yeah, and then it has a pharaoh's headdress. Okay, admittedly, like, as of the 1700s, hard. they were doing better. They they seem to have forgotten the lion body. No, it was because it was buried under oh, the sand. Oh, it was. Yeah, they had to clear away the sand. Okay, I don't blame that. I, I, you can't judge them, then. Yeah, it's only... Wait, oh, that explains why there's only the the, the body... Uh, very clever. Because they would have said, oh, it's just a person. The idea of, like... Imagine the shock finding out that the Sphinx is like a man, is like a man lion. Yeah, I can imagine. Right, you're just digging, and it's like, wait, what? So Archibald, come here. Uh, I've uncovered something. It's a uh, furry. Oh my lord! So also, how did they knock the nose off again? Was it? Was it something no one, Napoleon? No, no one knows. It's possible. No, it was before Napoleon. It seems to have occurred, I think, in the Middle Ages in Egypt because some pe- peasants were worshipping it as a god, so some fundamentalist Islamic ruler knocked the nose off in a fit of rage or whatever, according to some records. Again, that's not certain, though. It seems to have had its nose by in Roman times, for what it's worth, so they weren't the ones who got rid of it. Uh, which puts, which, uh, by the way, proves the theory in the prince of Egypt that Moses, while chariot racing with Ramses the Great, uh, knocked off the nose of the Sphinx. It, it, that is a completely wrong hypothesis. It no. Also, can we mention how I think? I just think it's funny that uh, in terms of contemporary pyramids, um, you know, in Europe, the most notable one would probably be like the Louvre. Oh and yeah. And in the U.S., it's the Lux- the Bass Pro Shop one. I didn't think of the Bass Pro Shop. I, thought uh, I the, think of the Bass Pro Shop. I thought of the Luxor Hotel one. Although, uh, like, search up the Bass Pro Shop pyramid. Like, it's iconic. It, huh, it's in Memphis. Oh my god. Right, like, imagine showing the Bass Pro Shop pyramid to a pharaoh. And, my lord, what's this? It, who, who is this dedicated to? And you tell them that it's just a store where they sell fishing equipment. In all fairness, they do have a hard rock cafe in it. No, they don't have a hard rock cafe. They would I have. I think it's hilarious to have, like, to bring, like, a pharaoh and then just show him, like, Dave and Buster's and he's, like, blown away. I think it would be more interesting to show him Lu- the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas because it is clearly Egyptian-inspired. And this is the thing. Egypt has captured our inspiration as a culture in a way that Mesopotamia didn't do, and I think that's because a lot of the archaeologists were British. And so it gets into the English-speaking consciousness a lot more. I think Mesopotamia, and I don't know if anyone from Germany is listening, but I know that in Germany they have the Pergamon Museum where there's, like, the Ishtar Gate because a lot of the German... A lot of German archaeologists were excavating in Mesopotamia in the turn of the 20th century. And so, 
I don't know. So, there's, we, so British archaeologists just weren't really doing much in Mediterranean. They weren't, and I think that might have been the reason that we don't think of Mesopotamia as much. But also, I think mummies are just cool, and they inspire I think us. I think the tombs and cat like what what um, also pyramids. What would the because like that's like a sort like, and then you have the stories about the curses. Like what's like in Mesopotamia? Like they have the Gilgamesh, and they have the ziggurats too. But, they have all the. Beards. But the thing was, they the hieroglyphics were deciphered in eighteen twenty something. Cuneiform was always deciphered at, in the 1850s and 1860s, and by that time, America was going through a civil war, so... No or one cared. Yeah, so I guess you could, that explains it. Oh, and so, like, the Luxor Pyramid, I've, I, we've actually been to Las Vegas, I don't know if we went to this, but the Luxor Pier, like, Hotel is, like, it, 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 there's, like, this giant, like... Call, row of, like, row of like of, of sphinxes of with goats heads and just like in an ancient egyptian temple and there was like two pharaoh statues and then a giant sphinx replica and then a giant pyramid i have to say pyramid. i don't like that they're using like a white stone instead of like more of a cream colored stone right like like it's sandy it, it looks all wrong they also have two like glass ziggurat towers too just for uh cultural diversity i guess i mean say what you will i still think the bass pro shop pyramid is and every night like apparently the, the the pyramid the pyramid style. opens up to reveal okay, okay. imagine, imagine showing a pharaoh that like um all right so if you can't see it imagine like uh the bat signal like it's just a beacon of light at the very top it's the top. strongest light in the world yeah and it's it's literally just there to flex. Imagine showing that to a pharaoh. I think they'd, like, die. I think they would try and pick... I, I think they would be confused because it's very much a hodgepodge of Egyptian architectural elements with no rhyme or reason just placed into the sand. Yeah, but on the other I think they would genuinely just not care because look at how cool that beam of light that is. That beam of light is cool, but I think they would also be initially confused as to... Well, no, it's well, so they have to bring them there during night then, because they'll be distracted. That's true, that's true. So, there's all... On the other side of the world, there are also, of course, step pyramids in Mesoamerica, and, like, Chichen Itza, which isn't actually... Chichen Itza is the archaeological site. We always think of it as the pyramid. That's actually known as El Castillo, and it's... Actually, I'd like to clarify, I never thought of it as the pyramid. Some people do. I and, just thought it was the site, and then there's a pyramid in it. Well, I think Siv treats Chichen Itza like it's 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 depicted well, it's as a pyramid. Event. Yeah, exactly. So the pyramid El Castillo is a te- was a temple to the deity Kukulkan, the Maya feathered serpent deity who would later become Quetzalcoatl to the Aztecs. And so they ha- all four sides of the pyramid have like 91 steps and so if you have the final temple platform on top that's 365 steps in total and so that's one for each day and that's probably they did a have 365 thing. calendar year, right? They did apparently. Okay. It was one of their calendars. Oh, yeah, they had multiple. Purpose. Yeah, so... Uh, pyramid... But I think having a platform count as a step is a bit of a cop-out. They also have in Teotihuacan, a, the Pyramid of the Sun, which is really big. It's at the center of the gigantic. pyramid. It is gigantic. It is... I don't... So Jesus Christ. It, it is... I, I cannot stress how large... Like, I saw a picture, and you just see the people in the... Um, just like the tourists, it is gigantic. In is all enormous. fairness, it in all fairness, it is a great deal less tall. It is like half the height of the of the Giza pyramid. But the thing was, like, I don't know. It's just like, but like, in just like the girth of it is like, yeah. It's, it's like I think another thing is that it's like the stone. Like you can see like all the end of it. Like it's. You can see even for far away. Words. Usually, for the it pyramids, is. you can see it as one. It looks like it's all one thing, but you can tell with this. Anyway, so. 
step pyramid i hope we've established so far that pyramids seem to be common throughout the world there's other places that they are which we haven't mentioned uh but for some reason a lot of people uh, pyramids tend to invite a lot of speculation presumably because we can't fathom how big they are and so they've given rise to this whole like genre i guess of pseudoscience and pseudohistory called pyramidology which is also known as um being really into egypt but not wanting to be like an adult nerd so the pyramidologists claim, um, uh, one of, some of their most innocuous claims are that the, the Mesoamerican pyramids and the Egyptian pyramids are somehow related, and so therefore the Egyptians went to Mesoamerica to teach the natives there how to build a pyramid. Which, which is wrong, because they look more like ziggurat structure. They're step pyramids, honestly, and... They're step pyramids, they're not... The Egyptians they, they, have, the, they have rough steps, and then like the smaller steps they actually go on. It's not like an Egyptian Also, pyramid. the timeline doesn't work, like El Castillo and Chichen Itza seems to have been built around... 8th to 12th century AD, at which point there were no more ancient Egyptians, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. I think pyramidology feels like they're doing the opposite of Occam's razor. Like, why do all of these places have similar structures? Could it be because pyramids are very structurally sound? Wikipedia, no. Wikipedia claims that there are four main types of pyramidology. Metrological, which claims that there's theory, it's the least kooky, the theories regarding constructing the pyramid through geometric measurements, which may have happened, who knows. Numerological. This sounds like planning a building. Numerological, which claims that the pyramid's measurements have esoteric significance and that there's a hidden message inside of the measurements. Okay, sometimes, like there was the, the, the step pyramid, which had yeah. 365 Pyramid steps. power claims originating in the 60s that pyramids as geometrical shapes possess supernatural powers. This is genuinely wrong because you can build your own pyramid and, and nothing happens. And pseudo-archaeology, which is the shit you'd find on ancient aliens, which says stuff like, oh, the pyramids were built using long-lost knowledge, they were built by aliens using anti-gravity technology. Or I don't know, I think building it from the ground up is a lot easier than um, top-down. The Atlanteans did it. So, there was a dude, the, pyramidology really started in like the 1800s, when in 1859, John Taylor wrote a book called The Great Pyramid. Why was it built? And who built it? Claiming that it was like, made by the, it was Can I like, just say, that's a remarkably contemporary title for the time. At that point, I still expect to have like, this long-winded stuff. Like, ending your, having your title be a question is very much a scholastic books type thing. He... So Taylor claimed that in the Great Pyramid that you can find the golden ratio by taking the ratio of the length of the face to half of the length of the side of the square base, which the golden ratio is a thing, like obviously because it's like one, it's a... But it's a Greek thing, right? Yeah, there's no evidence the Egyptians ever knew about the golden ratio. So it seems to be just a coincidence. He also claimed that... Also, you might just be measuring wrong. He also claimed that the... Yeah, because this was the 1860s. He also claimed that the inch used to build the pyramid was 1 25th of the sacred cubit and claimed that the pyramid was divinely inspired, contained a message from God, and was actually built by Jews, the Hebrews, instead of the Egyptians, which defies all logic. He claimed maybe Noah did it. He never even... Wait, Noah? He never even visited the pyramid, mind you, which perhaps calls into a lot of <laughs> things into question. Taylor never visited the pyramid, <laughs> but the more he studied its structure, the more he became convinced that its architect was not an Egyptian, but an Israelite acting under divine orders. Why? Why? Now, there's a lot of, there's a strong element of Christian pyramidology, including, like, there was a dude named Charles Piazzi Smith who 
made a 664 page book called Our Inheritance in the Great Pyramid, which linked it with British Israelism, which is a very anti-Semitic and horrible belief that the the British people are in fact the true Israelites because they're descended from the 10 lost tribes of Israel and that Jews somehow aren't real Jews, quote unquote, whatever that means. And so not only is this like wrong from an archaeological, ethnological, genetic and linguistic standpoint, along with the research accompanying those perspectives, but it is just simply anti-Semitic as hell because it is trying to claim that Jews are not actually Jews and surprise white people are and they are the heir to everything so they get to do whatever they want and i'm like okay you know that's that's horrible uh smith also claimed that the pyramid inch which mind you did not does not seem to have even existed was linked somehow to the metric system and that and and that and, and later people pyramidologists would even claim that britain's chronology can be unlocked inside of the great pyramid by taking a look at the measurements oh I don't know. I don't. I'm not going. That to... sounds wrong on many levels. Pyramid power is a very interesting thing, and I first learned about it from horrible. Trigger his... sexual urges. I learned about it from horrible histories, and they claim that pyramids, pyramid-shaped objects, not even a pyramid by the Egyptians, just like a like even a a, a tinfoil pyramid can preserve food, sharpen or maintain the sharpness of razor blades, improve health, function as a thought form incubator, trigger sexual urges, and other effects. Now. Thankfully, they have said it can just be a pyramid-shaped object, so you can already prove this wrong by doing it yourself. <coughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, believe it or not, some people do claim that pyramids sharp, pyramid-shaped objects sharpen razor blades. There is no proof of this. Uh, you could. I don't think it'd be more effective than there is a, normal. There is a lot of funny stuff regarding <coughs> pyramids. So... Ignatius Donnelly, a failed political candidate in the 1880s, did write a book about Atlantis and sort of launched it into popular uh, culture again after sort of a few centuries of people not caring. And he claimed the Great Pyramid was built by Atlantean descendants. And that, and so he, and of course, they're mo- the pyramids are most known for ancient the ancient astronaut theory, which claim, most popularized by Eric von Däniken, a German writer or maybe Austrian, I don't really care, writer who, who who said that the Great Pyramid has advanced, is so advanced that the Egyptians could not possibly have built it and so it must have been built by aliens, or... I don't really get how, it's just a big triangle. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, but he's like, it's so big, how did they do it? It took a lot of time. I mean, that is the obvious answer, yes, but like, how, how you they You build the it? first layer, then you get the bricks, then you build the second layer. How would they do it? And then the, it took a while. They used ramps. There's also some other some other pseudo archaeologists, however, do not believe that the pyramids w- were constructed by Khufu, Atlanteans, or the Hebrews. Instead, people like Graham Hancock believe they were built by a lost civilization as of 10,000 BC, which lived in Antarctica when the ice was when there was no ice there. Which suffice it to say, as of 10,000 BC, there was most certainly ice in Antarctica. And Graham Hancock is wrong. But Graham Hancock claims that uh, the that there was a giant pyramid that the pyramids were built to represent the stars of Orion's belt, and that the Sphinx is a symbol of Leo, and uh, which there's no proof of, mind you. And he also claims that there's like. He also claims that there's, the like, Egyptians wa- even use the, I know, like, the Greek star signs? They don't seem to have done so. Okay, so it's all wrong. No, because he's like, it's a lion, so therefore they had to have had a constellation similar to that. And I'm like, no. Why, why, why would they? And why would it be the same? 
Do you know how abstract the constellations are? They yeah, that's barely true. resemble. You can take any any constellation, swap the name, and you can make it fit. So I don't know why he thinks that they would have the exact same one, but beats me. Yeah, so obviously pyramidology has come into a lot of criticism from people. Some people, Egypt, Egyptologists call them pyramidiots, which I think is funny, and it's what they deserve uh, for being so stupid. But some people, pyramidologists, even claim that the Great Pyramid has predictions of the exodus of the Jews from Egypt, the crucifixion of Jesus, the start of World War One, the founding of modern-day Israel in 1948, and the beginning of Armageddon. Oh my god, just get into Nostradamus like They discover this by words. using pyramid inches, the hype is a made-up thing that which is one, Which is 1.00106 inches in our language, uh, to calculate the passage of time where one inch in our for us, equals one year. And Why would this be the case? And so you take a look until you find something funny, and you're like, okay, let's calculate. Oh, and it's a little past that, but we'll, we'll fudge the numbers. Ooh, a little it's bit. 1914. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, that's pretty close to 1920, which is close to 1930, which is basically 1948. Yeah, so I hope that uh, we, you, we've uh, sort is of... Is there a Legoland pyramid? Because I feel like um, there was like an Egypt thing there. So there has to be like a, a pyramid at Legoland, right? I, I I don't think so. Maybe a little not, like not a big one, but like there's some pyramid thing. I there. think in Germany it seems like, but I I don't quite know. And we didn't go to Germany anyway, so yeah, we're just yeah. For those, uh, the, the, there at least in 2018 there was a model of the the Giza complex in uh in, dubai yeah and you can and you can see here if you search up legoland dubai pyramid uh the sphinx and the great pyramid made of legos entirely of legos with like little egyptian people in ancient egyptian clothing is it just me or is his head a little high up no it looks right to me yeah. okay so yeah that's it for uh this week and join us next week when we will be talking about something that i haven't decided on yet but it will prop. But it, but I promise. the trolley problem. Yeah, sure. Let's let's do it. The trolley problem, a a a problem that has vexed philosophers, and you know. Although I will I will maintain this: the original trolley problem, like like this, the standard version is very easy. It's not difficult. The fat man version, a little tougher, but the original, that's very easy. All right. So that's it. Thank you for listening to us, and we hope you have a good week. Bye-bye.